Welcome to Funding the Dream, uh, episode 43. I am uh, Lawrence O'Brien, the London Whisperer, and I'm your host today on this episode. You do not need to adjust your dials. The accent is real. Uh, I am not Richard Bliss. So today's episode, Funding the Dream, is coming live from the very beautiful, uh, great city of London, uh, as ever, uh, kissed with sunshine. And uh, today's guest, we have a special guest with us today. Uh, he's a successful Kickstarter and uh, known to uh, a few people, and uh, he's uh, Richard Bliss. Good morning, Richard. <laughs> Lawrence, good morning. How are you today? <laughs> I'm very well. How's the weather like that? The weather here is cloudy, cold, and rainy. And I'm in okay. Cal- California. Right. Well, you know that whenever we have a conversation, I'm always chuffed to bits. It's always a, a good chance to have a natter between the two of us. Uh, and I know that you know every episode we've done so far has been really, really top notch. And I hope you appreciate uh, me taking the time to quote your president there uh, <laughs> and using the common language that they have as English. Now, not to be the Jay Leno for your Johnny Carson, uh, you're the guest. I am the guest. Thank you for having me. You are me. the guest. Oh, our pleasure. Always our pleasure. So you finally had a chance, committed to doing a Kickstarter project yourself, all about the Funding the Dream podcast. How did that go? I did. It uh, ended the, about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Uh, it was successful. I was very pleased. It was nerve-wracking. It was kind of the type of thing that you have to go through to have a good understanding of the feeling of watching it, worrying about it. It's like having a child that uh, you're kind of you're kind of guiding that all in a compressed amount of time from mm. birth to adulthood. So yeah, that we had a, we had a lot of fun with it. Sure. And did it go how you expected? No, not at all. Well, not even slightly. <laughs> uh, not even slightly. Uh, no, it would. Uh, we went live. You know, the whole process is. It's nerve-wracking. For those who have done it, they know. Uh, you always hear people say it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, and there's a lot of there's so many moving pieces to get this thing going. It's uh, to get it out there. You have to set up the bank account. You have to set up the uh, the project. You have to submit it, and then you have to worry about you know did I do it wrong? They come back with some advice, some suggestions. You make some changes. You get it out there. You launch it, and then once you launch it, then you worry that okay. Nobody's going to show me any love, and it's not going to go anywhere. And mm. it, it's very interesting, that whole process, that even if you've done it before, and here I've talked to so many people who have done it, it was just, for me, it was a very interesting experience to go through of this this sense of uncertainty of, wow, is anybody even going to pledge? And then those right. first few pledges start dropping in, and then you become addicted. You start clicking the refresh button and checking your cell phone for updates about every, well, 45 seconds. <laughs> that long you waited. Yeah, that long. <laughs> you have nerves of steel, sir. Nerves of steel. Did um, was it? And I mean, kind of to a certain extent, you're gonna you you know get in a, any Kickstarter project. You're gonna reach out initially to people you know. Did were you surprised by some of the pledges and commitments from friends and family? I was uh, the generosity uh, that you, you put it out there, and Kickstarter is really about you're not. Generally, you can't go in thinking that you're just going to find a bunch of strangers who are going to suddenly flood in and support you. You know, it's interesting as I looked over the stats, Kickstarter provides great stats that show you where your leads and pledges come from. And early on in my campaign, uh, only a quarter of them actually came from Kickstarter themselves, people who found me on Kickstarter through – I got a few recommendations. They, They pledged and funded one project, and I was recommended. My project was recommended. I think mm-hmm. I picked up $22 from that one. 
Okay. Uh, a couple of few people found me as a, you know, I'm located in San Jose, so they were searching for San Jose projects. I think I picked up a dollar for that one. Okay. Um, overall. Every dollar helps. Every dollar helped. Uh, and, it, and that was also very nice. Sometimes I didn't, it wasn't the amount of money, $5 here, a dollar here, $10 there. It was, wow, you took the time to go and support my project, and thank you for that. And okay. so that, that, was, uh, that was interesting. Now, when you were were you setting out the project uh, initially, I remember we've had we had a few conversations about the levels, the 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 actual uh, pledging levels, and what people could give, uh, or rather, what they could give and what they would get for giving. Um, do you think that you got that right? The actual breakdown. I I have to admit that that was the single hardest and continues to be the single hardest part of Kickstarter. As I talk to other people about their Kickstarter projects, and as I did my own, it's not the video, it's not the how much you know how much money do you ask for. That's tough, um, but what those pledge levels are and what you provide as a thank you uh, gift for those is very difficult. It's very difficult. Now, I guess if you were doing a board game, it becomes a little easier. It's like okay, pledge this amount of money, get a game. In my case, uh, I'm I was much more over on the the art side, you know, film, music, dance, where it was very hard for me to give something physical back. Sure. So that was it was very hard. I, I was probably it caused the delay of my project simply because I couldn't figure it out. Um, and I went to a lot of people. I went to you. I went to a lot of different people and said, "What do you think about this? What do you think about that?" Because you lose perspective. You're in the middle of this and you don't know. You don't know you're going to put it out there. And so oftentimes I've seen some successful projects who use forums to say, okay, we're going to have a Kickstarter project. What do you recommend we do for funding levels? And you get a kind of a group think together on that. In my case, I struggled with it. I'm still not completely satisfied, but then I guess that's just normal. Well, yeah. I mean, you should always be, always be striving to be better. You yeah. know that. That's a conversation we've, we've often had. Then you, um, partway through, did it, I mean, when we originally discussed it, we looked at the idea of, you know, you have certain early adopters, it plateaus out, and uh, and then you, you know, have a regenerated surge, and did any of that actually happen? Uh, ask me that question again. Shall I say that again in English? Yeah, please, the accent. Okay. Certainly. All right. Okay. So when we look at the idea of uh, people pledging yeah. uh, or uptake on any sort of uh, project uh, in Kickstarter or in, in other, other medium, you have an initial amount of early adopters. Right. Right. They react. Then you have that sort of quiet period yes. where everyone's gone, well, I've given some money, um, so I've done my bit. Uh, and then you sort of go, oh, well, hang about. We're halfway through and we haven't quite got where we want to be. Let's have a resurgence. Did, did any of that happen? Did you see yeah. that sort of inverse bell? Or no, Mine wasn't a bell. Mine was a staircase, literally. All right. uh, mine, uh, and I sh I've shown my, my project at a few of the workshops that I've done. And it doesn't look like anybody else's I've ever looked at. Uh, mine took a little bit of a step up. Uh, you know, when we took off, then it plateaued. Then we took this other step up, and then it plateaued. And then another step up, and it plateaued. So many other people I see kind of take that leap at the beginning, and then they have just this gradual climb, and then an acceleration at the end. Mine did not look like that at all. Literally, it right. looked like a staircase, uh, like one of those Mayan temples. Uh, Did it, do, you, do you think that might in part be the fact that you know it was a podcast about Kickstarter projects, launching a Kickstarter project about funding a Kickstarter podcast? 
that yeah, may have yeah it was uh i had somebody tell me that it was the most the most meta project they had ever seen on kickstarter i mean right <laughs> as you just described it it was what is this thing uh, and you know i was pleased that you know kickstarter themselves urged me to do this um and i went through the process and it and it was not easy but uh no. once it got going yeah it was kind of interesting to watch these you know i kind of tried to was it I worried. Was I doing too much blasting on Twitter? Was I talking about it too much on Facebook? Was I bugging my friends too much to let them know? You know, you start to worry about those type of things. But I, but then I guess so I had some feedback. Somebody said, "Look, people understand. You got three weeks. In my case, it was only three weeks. I ran it for three right. weeks. Yeah, that's quite short. Very short. Um, you know, I broke some of the own, the the own rules that I've kind of explained to people. Uh, you know, usually it should be about a thirty day pod, uh, thirty day to 35 days. I did it in 21 days. And That's so, probably the president calling in the background. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, That's right. Uh, you know, when I, was so, in, yeah, when I was in London the last time, the president <laughs> interrupted my travel plans because he passed right underneath my hotel room. When I was That's in right. Hawaii on vacation, he interrupted my trying to get to the hospital with my sick daughter and ended up in a uh, my ambulance ended up in his motorcade. And, uh, I was just, so, yeah. So it's very likely. It's That's very, very likely, likely the president's calling to apologize. Yeah, that's okay. And, uh, and we'd accept that, you right. know, generously. Um, now, also, you uh, – the question I have was, did you – I mean, because I'm, I'm curious. I mean, from my perspective, I, I've uh, backed projects, and you, you commit to a certain level. And then you look at uplifts and extensions and stretches, and you recommit, and you commit additional funds. Did you have people doing that? Were they? Were, did you have it predominantly people were like, you know, I've got 50 bucks and I'm going to put it in, or I've got 100 bucks or whatever. Or did you have people commit a certain amount of money and then come back and go, woohoo, there's a, there's a stretch award I want. I'm going to pledge a whole load more money. Uh, yes and no. I did not do stretch goals. Uh, I surpassed my level by 170. I, I hit 178%, something like that. Mm -hmm. And in my case, um, I hit my goal and I hit the amounts that I, I, I wanted. And I didn't feel the need. So honestly, I had struggled so much with the pledge levels. I couldn't think <laughs> of a stretch goal. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to stop. And, and if I had run longer and could figure something out, maybe I could have found some stretch goals, but I didn't. But... So there's no to that part of the question. But the other part was, yes, a lot of people came in. I had a lot of people apologizing for the, their inability to give me more, which I was touched by. It was like, no, anything was so nice and generous. Thank you. But then I had a lot of people um, then come back and bump it up and bump it up. Um, and some dramatic ones uh, who went from a very low level to some of my higher funding levels, which really caught me by surprise. And then I had right. a, a couple at the very, very highest level, which truly caught me by surprise. Well, there's obviously a lot of love in the room. There is. Uh, but Which when, is nice. But when somebody reaches out to you and asks you, you know, hey, I'm thinking of pledging your $1,200 level, uh, you're just kind of like, really? Wow. Well, thank you. Yeah. And you don't want to sound too surprised. No, you don't want to sound too surprised. But I put it out there because if somebody wanted to, I wanted to give them the opportunity so that we could both benefit from that. And I'll be traveling to Portland uh, sometime this summer to actually participate in a Kickstarter community building event. Uh, because they asked me to come up there for that, so I'm really looking forward to that. This, this is kind oh, of, that's good. It is very exciting to do that. Right, and uh, post completing the campaign uh, and successfully um, completing your project, you um, you've been visible on about.com. What's that all about? I have that uh, came right in the middle of the campaign. 
uh, we had open nominations about .com's Reader's Choice Awards uh, for best Twitter feed and best – they call it other social media other than Twitter and Facebook. But basically it came down to best podcast. And I right. became – and uh, you're the one that pointed out to me in the middle of this campaign uh, when the funding was pouring in. Uh, you you noticed that I was a finalist on those two. Uh, the voting's about done, but right now, yes, I'm up for the uh, Reader's Choice Award for Best Podcast for a Game-Related Subject, which I'm very proud of. Again, um, I've done my best to kind of bring it, bring information to the podcast that I think people would like. And then sure. the Kickstarter campaign was just a way to you know try to take that to the next level and just continue to bring great content. And to be recognized for that was uh, very flattering and very touching. And how long has the awards nomination voting, how long does that run for now? Uh, runs for, let's see, about another week, I think, till March 21st. Yeah, it's the, yeah, it's the 15th now. Oh, is it? Yeah, and this is the, we're recording yep. this on the 15th. Yeah, so about a week. That's great. Okay. Doing well on those? I am. I am. Not to, you know. Let me, well, we don't want to blow knock, our own trumpet and all that. Knock on wood, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm doing well in both categories. Best Twitter feed and best uh, game-related, pod, basically, podcast. So, I'm pleased and with people that. can people can find that on either looking at the Game Whisperer or the London Whisperer on Facebook. They can find links there so they can go and be part of that um, voting. If they can, they, uh... and, and we will have that you know that link on the yes when we put this up. You know, and let me just say I don't know how much, how much time now. I understand why my guests can never figure out the show in so quickly. How much time do we have left? Uh, you got about five minutes. Okay, um, I wanted to point out that that I had this staircase effect in my in my campaign and I hit that middle period and a lot of, a lot of uh, support poured in, not necessarily financial support, but encouragement from people who I've met over the, the period uh, doing my podcast, people who wanted to encourage me because when you hit that middle period and you're sitting at like either 47% or maybe you're at 55%, you know, you got past the halfway point and you're sitting there and you're wondering, wow, am I going to make it? Because the days start disappearing and the money's not coming in and you start worrying about it. And it was very nice and touching for those people to reach out to me um, and give me encouragement. You know, supposedly, you know, I've, done, I've watched other people and helped them kind of get through it. And it was very nice. That was very nice. One, though, in particular, I have to mention that is Howard Taylor, who's been on the show a couple of times. He called me uh, a little before 7 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> one morning, and he offered – a pledge level because I had struggled with that. Um, and it was the same day that uh, the gentleman from Portland uh, offered to do the uh, $1,200 funding level. So I was sitting at 77% with about four or five days left and confident, but hoping that I was going to make that hundred percent. And right. Howard called up and said, look, I'll, I'll offer these pledge levels for you, which he was very generous to do. Actually the ability to name and kill off a character, four characters in his comic strip, uh, schlock mercenary. Cool, and that uh, that raised a thousand dollars plus then the the twelve hundred dollars that came in from the um, from Mr. Jeffries up in uh, Portland, mm -hmm. and then a couple other pledges came in, and suddenly I was sitting at one hundred fifty, one hundred seventy percent. That happened almost overnight, and that so right. you know Howard helped do that, and so his contribution of giving me some pledge levels, the con the contributions of support from people, and then you know the financial support, all of that just made such a huge different difference that I, I came away very pleased and very humbled by the support. And honestly, I felt once I, I got to be honest about this because once I saw myself cross that level hundred percent, 
I expected my friends to <laughs> pull back their pledges. Oh, he doesn't need our help anymore. I'll just take back my money. And I really expected that to happen because I know that's happened to some projects out there. Um, but I, it didn't happen at all. None. And even when then it became time to fund, uh, which was a Saturday night, uh, it was interesting. I, you know, I, I was sitting in a restaurant waiting. Um, I was uh, having dinner with David Brin, the science fiction author, and I was waiting for him. And it was just kind of cool to, to watch that level. I kept waiting for somebody to pull back and, you know, the thing to plummet. Right. Uh, it did not. And so that was a very a wonderful feeling when that cr crossed and then to have that thanks from so many people who supported it. So is that really uh, for you an, an eye opener as an English is an eye opener uh, of a, a completely different side of Kickstarter, the actual Kickstarter project complete yeah, relief it, yeah, syndrome? It, yeah, it changed my approach here a little bit. As I talk to I talk to a lot of people about their Kickstarter projects uh, and I help a lot of people with their Kickstarter projects. And yeah, the so the biggest thing I learned pledge levels is the single hardest thing to do and the single hardest thing to get right. And you have an un unintended consequences. You can have too many. You can confuse your backers. You can f confuse yourself. Finding that value, uh, pledge value level uh, is very hard. Uh, the, the video is, is important, and I've always felt it was very important. But we've seen demonstrated time, time again, bad video still with a good project. But in this case, that pledge level is so hard to get right that that was probably the biggest challenge I, I recognized that I was going to have some, you know, some worries and doubts of reaching the goal and being embarrassed if I was to fail. You know, all those things that you put out there, you kind of risk those feelings. But trying to get that pledge level right. And I had some criticism. I received some criticism emails, which I appreciated. Uh, one of them said that he expected to come to my Kickstarter project and see the perfect example of how to do it right. And so then he <laughs> promptly pointed out all the things I did wrong. And so, and I appreciated that because um, I was, it was a learning experience for me. So I was learning to try to figure out how to get things right. I didn't go into this thinking that I knew what I was doing. No, sure. But I mean, that's why you do stuff. That's why you actually, when you know, talk about a subject, you actually go and do it. Because if you walk the walk, uh, there's stuff you learn. And uh, even, even when you're really sure and you've researched it and checked it, there's always something to learn. And as long as you've got your mind open for that, uh, I think it's uh, a power to your arm. I think is the phrase. Well, thank you because, because uh, it, it helped me uh, see some things, and I will be making some announcements and doing some things, uh, some fairly big things in the board game space here very soon that I'll be prepared to announce. Uh, not right now, but, but shortly. But very shortly, because I learned some things and saw some things and thought, ah, oh, okay, this changes everything. I knew that Kickstarter changed everything, but going through the process and seeing what's going on, it, it changes everything. Super. Well, that's an absolute bombshell. And so I think we should we should finish on that, Richard. Thank you very much for taking part in the Game Whisperer podcast. Uh, this has been uh, Lawrence O'Brien, the London Whisperer, with you at Funding the Dream, a Game Whisperer podcast. <laughs>